Part four of the Birth of Professional Rugby League in Australia Selections from the Sydney Morning Herald nineteen hundred and seven to nineteen hundred and eight. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The All Blacks arrive fourteenth of August to sixteenth of August nineteen hundred and seven. August the fourteenth, nineteen hundred and seven. The football crisis Union versus League a willing game who will win the publication of the names of the team to meet the new zealand professional combination may be taken as the kick-off in the great match union versus league both sides are confident and besides claiming that they have the support of the best footballers contend that the public are with them the question as to the latter claim will no doubt be settled on saturday when the league will make its debut by pitting its strength against a team selected from the cream of New Zealand, as one of the visitors described the professional combination yesterday. As to the ability of the players supporting the new venture, that will remain unknown until the names of the men are published. So far, a 138 first-grade players have declared themselves in favour of the league, but at a meeting attended by the majority of them, it was decided not to disclose the names until the movement took a more definite shape. From the attitude adopted by the representatives of the two bodies yesterday, it would appear that the league was going to make the game willing from the start, while the union intends to play a waiting game and trust to its full-back amateurism to defend the goal. The all-goals seemed to recognise that the contest they had entered into was going to be a hard-fought one, while on the other hand, their opponents, who have been dubbed the Lily Whites, think that the affair is hardly worthy of notice, calling the league a nine days' wonder. The public who are being appealed to for a decision appear to be pretty well divided on the matter, although the general feeling amongst followers of the game is that the crowd will go where the best football is to be seen. Each club has its following of supporters, and if half the players go over to the league, it is more than likely that they will take their proportion of barrackers with them. For instance, the eastern suburbs followers, almost to a man, may be looked on to give their attention to the match played on the agricultural ground, in which their idol, messenger, together with seven of his clubmates, will participate. The members of the newly formed league object to being called professionals. Speaking on the subject yesterday, Mr. Giltonen, the secretary of the movement, said that the union was making a great song about keeping the professional player out of the game. He contended that the league did not aim at establishing a system whereby a footballer could make a living at the sport. What they really wanted to do was to see that a man was paid his out-of-pocket expenses and reimbursed for any monetary loss he sustained through playing in a match. He would also be given liberal expenses while travelling, and paid well if he happened to be incapacitated through injuries received during a match. There was no intention on the part of the founders of the league to split the money up amongst the players. After providing for the contingencies mentioned, anything left over would be devoted to furthering the interests of the sport, such as by providing training quarters and trainers for the clubs. Referring to the matter of payment, Mr. Giltonen said, "'There's one thing I wish you to mention.' The rumour has been freely circulated that Messenger is to receive £50 for playing in the three matches against New Zealand. I want you to say that I, as Secretary to the League, deny that any such arrangement has been made with the Eastern Suburbs crack. He has received no money, 
nor has he been promised any beyond his out-of-pocket expenses that i can make a statutory declaration on if required the story is a low-down trick of somebody who wants to sow seeds of discontent and distrust amongst our players the general opinion of members of the metropolitan rugby union is that the new league will disappear like the comet in fact they regard the team for saturday as being so weak that leaving out messenger it is no more than a good second grade one not by any means representative of the metropolis let alone of new south wales they assert that it is not the intention of the executive to take any definite steps at present but rather to let matters work out their own ends the public they think might go next saturday to the agricultural ground out of curiosity but once the novelty wears away the whole thing will settle down and before long the football league be a thing of the past in fact said one prominent member of the union these fellows are out for spoil one of them has already been promised fifty pounds for this match if the others don't get that amount also they will want to know why a rumpus will take place and thus a division of the spoils will actually become the lever that will upset the apple cart no difficulty it is stated will be experienced in filling up the vacancies in the teams the eastern suburbs team will probably be weakened the most but the members of the city and suburban union who reside in the eastern suburbs have volunteered their services and each club has also a strong second grade team to select from the officials of the union add that their intention is to wait and act as occasion requires a full meeting of the committee of the union has been called for to-morrow evening in the meantime the clubs will act for themselves as usual in the selection of their teams for saturday's matches it is pointed out however that no member for any club can be pronounced a professional until he has actually played with professionals that means that not one of the teams selected for saturday's professional match against new zealand can be disqualified for life and struck off the membership roll of any club until he actually takes part in that game it is also asserted that one of the players who was mentioned as a probable professional has intimated that his name was included without his authority and he has no intention of playing one or two others are also said to be wavering the new zealand professionals arrival of the first batch the cream of new zealand the wellington detachment of the new zealand professional team on its way to great britain arrived at sydney yesterday they were met by the officers of the newly formed league and escorted to the gresham hotel where they will be quartered the auckland members of the combination are expected to arrive by the steamer victoria on thursday fifteen men came in the warrimoo amongst them was mr a h baskerville the promoter of the tour in the course of an interview mr baskerville said that the team consisted of the cream of new zealand footballers the movement to send professionals to england was started by him nearly twelve months ago no sooner however did he commence to negotiate with the players than the new zealand rugby union disqualified him for life and refused to allow him on any ground in which a match was being played this action on the part of the union gained him a lot of public sympathy notwithstanding the difficulties put in his way he managed to get a team together which he claims is equal to any that has ever left new zealand every one of the men going he said are good there are no has-beens amongst us the venture was purely a personal one of the members of the team each man before he left new zealand 
had to deposit fifty pounds to cover his expenses to great britain some were not able to put up the whole sum but in these cases one of their mates usually lent them the balance the names of the full team as supplied by mr a h baskerville are as follows fullbacks h rowe auckland and e turtle wellington three quarters j lavery christchurch d mcgregor wellington w g smith auckland five eighths h winyard auckland w winyard auckland l todd auckland halfbacks e tyne wellington a kelly wellington w tyler auckland forwards c burn wellington e watkins wellington c j pierce canterbury h r wright wellington d gilchrist wellington t cross wellington w johnson otago a lyle wellington a callum wellington w trevarthen auckland w mackerel auckland c dunning auckland nearly all the members of the team have represented their provinces only one of the all blacks recently in sydney is in the team he is w johnson a forward who made a name for himself by his hard play the victorious all blacks who toured britain last year are represented by d mcgregor the famous wing three-quarter g w smith the centre three-quarter and w mackerel who earned distinction in the front row yesterday afternoon some of the men went out to the agricultural ground and did a little training on thursday night the team will be tendered a public reception at the town hall thursday fifteenth of august nineteen hundred and seven football crisis rugby union divided a liberalizing influence it is not so improbable that the rugby union may decide at its meeting this evening to take the wind out of the league sails by adopting a more generous policy towards its players than has hitherto characterised it. More than one official has expressed the view that the union's past interpretation of amateurism has been unduly strained, and, as one put it, the action of the league may exert a liberalising influence upon the more conservative members. While the union may not care to go so far as to dish the league by adopting its policy as a whole, there is a likelihood of proposals being put forward which may lead many players to hesitate before parting company with the body under which they have played in the past one member of the union has expressed the opinion that it would be unwise for the union to take action before saturday's match because some of those chosen or who had taken part in the formation of the football league might come back to the union's fold one of the acts of professionalism is asking receiving or relying on a promise direct or implied to receive any money consideration whatever actual or prospective it was pointed out by one official that there was room in the rugby union for the exercise of more liberality towards the representative players and he quoted the case of dix the new south wales full-back without stating the amount earned by dix it might be said that in return for the salary he is losing he receives three shillings a day and that is supposed to represent pocket money while away considering that dix has been absent from his home in the new england district almost entirely since may twenty ninth his football account must show a substantial debit balance a number of union officials hold the opinion that there is room for improvement in this direction and it will probably come in due course home team picked 
the balance of the new zealand team are due to arrive to-day and this evening the visitors will be welcomed at a smoke concert at the town hall the fifteen to meet the new zealanders were chosen yesterday by messrs hennessy burden and graves and are fullback c headley eleven stone eight pound three quarters j stunts twelve stone e fry eleven stone one pound h messenger twelve stone f cheadle ten stone seven pound halves a rosenfeld eleven stone one pound and l dalpuget eleven stone six pound forwards h hamel twelve stone ten pound a p hennessy twelve stone one pound r mabel eleven stone nine pound p moyer eleven stone ten pound f pierce thirteen stone six pound h can twelve stone four pound h graves twelve stone h brackenrig twelve stone emergencies h glanville fourteen stone seven pound a dobbs twelve stone four pound e courtney twelve stone eight pound w farnsworth eleven stone j hickey eleven stone two pound the referee appointed is mr g boss something about the team the team chosen is a fair one several combinations might be chosen equally as good from the clubs in the first grade competition still that might almost be said concerning a representative team of new south wales the fullback is headley who would no doubt have played fullback for new south wales and australia had not dicks been discovered the three quarters include stunts who put in capital work against queensland in the second match the prettiest of the three also messenger about whom there is no need to say anything he is perhaps the most brainy man of the australian fifteen and fry and cheadle have shown good work at times for their clubs concerning the five-eighth there is just a chance messenger may play in the position rosenfeld had a few supporters for his inclusion in the rep team dalpuget has been in brisbane the forwards are a good average lot both in skill and weight and they may put up an interesting game against the new zealanders they are all men who are well known as triers for their clubs the early match the early match on the agricultural ground on saturday is newtown versus sydney an australian rules fixture the fact that rugby and australian rules engagements will be played on the same ground will no doubt provoke a smile the all blacks aucklanders departure four of the auckland contingent of the all blacks will leave this morning by the mokoya the departure of which boat was deferred from midnight last night until eleven o'clock to-day the four are nicholson cunningham francis and gillette o'sullivan left on tuesday night by train for melbourne for which city booth will depart on sunday fryer is up at muswell brook having some shooting o'sullivan and booth will leave by the miowera on august the twenty eighth for wellington friday sixteenth of august nineteen hundred and seven football crisis metropolitan union meeting waiting for the cat to jump a meeting of the committee of the metropolitan union was held at the rooms last night the chair was occupied by mr h d wood mr logan moved that if there were anything to lay before the meeting regarding the professional movement it should take precedence of the ordinary business of the meeting a discussion ensued in which reference was made to an agreement alleged to have been signed by a number of players 
the chairman remarked that nothing could be done an inquiry would have to be held the players who were said to have broken their amateur status were entitled to be heard mr mcmahon said they had no evidence to show whether any agreement had been signed the chairman ruled that the english union had given the new south wales rugby union powers to exercise with regard to professionalism the new south wales rugby union had not delegated those powers to the metropolitan union therefore it would be necessary to ask the new south wales rugby union to delegate such powers to the metropolitan union to carry out the laws in the metropolitan area a meeting of the new south wales rugby union will be held on monday influences at work there were rumours yesterday that some of the players who had signed a document to the effect that they would play against the new zealanders if required had withdrawn from that position and it was stated that w farnsworth and courtney were not going to play with the league with regard to headley the full-back of the team the league supporters asserted that his employers are not favourable to his leaving the union and if it be a question of losing his billet he would rather give up the game the case of dobbs an unrehearsed scene was enacted with the balmain team at mudgee mr mcquade the secretary of the club explained yesterday that dobbs had to pay his own fare returning from the tour of the balmain club mr armstrong the manager who had received instructions from headquarters would not give him his ticket mr mcquade wired to his team to come home and not to play at lithgow as a protest against the action of the union the wire was i wish you to return at once as a protest against the action of armstrong disgraceful dobbs was at mudgee and mr mcquade states that he had to make arrangements for dobbs's return mr h w j howe secretary of the metropolitan union said dobbs told the manager that he wanted to leave to play with the league team he was asked if that was all he wanted to go for and said yes dobbs was then told that as he had not completed the tour and his only excuse was to go to sydney to play with the professionals he would have to pay his own expenses we have concluded mr howe already had to send a man to fill his place in the team coleman leaves on friday mr p mcquade brought the matter of the return of dobbs before the meeting of the metropolitan union last night he reported that the balmain club had gone on a tour and that dobbs was left stranded at mudgee mr mcmahon how was he left stranded mr mcquade his name appeared in the paper and he wanted to come home the chairman thought the better plan for mr mcquade to follow would be to write into the union and make a complaint mr dent said that there was a report that dobbs wanted to play with the professional team mr mcmahon asked if mr mcquade would give the meeting an assurance that he had nothing to do with the movement mr mcquade i have too much to do to mix with any professional movement all blacks welcomed footballers as white slaves allegations of sweating the visiting all blacks were welcomed to the vestibule of the town hall last night at a smoke concert under the auspices of the new south wales rugby football league the visiting team entered shortly after eight o'clock and were accorded a great ovation by the four hundred and ninety persons present the cheering was persisted in till it reached almost a deafening roar the all blacks were clearly delighted with the reception and took their seats along the front rows blushing like schoolboys the new south wales team filed into the room next 
and the cheering was renewed. Messenger was specially singled out for a demonstration, but that player was shy of taking compliments, and found a seat as quickly as possible. The outbursts of enthusiasm having subsided, an excellent musical programme was given, Mr. L. de Grun playing the accompaniments. Mr. Harry C. Hoyle, during an interval in the music, tendered the New Zealanders a hearty welcome. He hoped their tour would be pleasant, and that they would be successful. The new league had been twitted with having ulterior motives. As a fact, they had formed their leagues, both here and in New Zealand, as a protest against the unfair conditions under which rugby players had previously laboured. They believed it was unfair for men to bring thousands of pounds to the gates and then be treated as white slaves. They were doing what they believed to be right, were acting within the four corners of the law, and would trouble the other side to mind his own business. Applause. The leagues had been formed to help along football. Out of the gate money, the players were to be paid sufficient to keep up the dignity of the game, and their own dignity during their visits to other centres. Applause. They felt that they had right on their side, with the public behind them, and were prepared to fight their opponents to the finish. Applause. The public would be convinced that the league was in the right, working on straight lines, and in the best interests of the game. Applause. The visitors were then greeted with three cheers. Mr Baskerville, promoter of the New Zealand team, and Mr Palmer, its manager, briefly returned thanks. Mr Palmer said that the players on their side were not actuated by any mercenary motives. Cheers! The Rugby Union of New Zealand had brought the trouble upon itself, and judging by the celerity with which the league had been got together in Sydney, he took it they had been treated pretty badly too. He hoped to see the All Blues in New Zealand. Their visit would be a success, and he would be prepared personally to put up a guarantee of £1,000. The New Zealanders then mounted the stage, and returned the greeting in Maori. For they are jolly good fellows, was given thus. Tenei te tangata, bairawa atta, eki anamato katoa, tenei te tangata, bairawa atta, eki anamapo katoa, hippie hippie hure. The team to represent New Zealand tomorrow will not be selected until today. The Aucklanders are not expected to arrive until this morning and a rough trip may mean that some who would otherwise be chosen may have to stand down. Mr Baskerville, the manager, was spoken to last night concerning a rumour about town that Messenger was going with the New Zealanders, and he replied, How could he go as a New Zealander? Wednesday's Matches The New Zealanders will put two teams in the field next Wednesday. One will be against New South Wales, and the other will meet a team not yet decided upon. There will be 32 New Zealanders available. End of Part 4